Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So Brad, I made a very uh, un-Jeremy decision, I guess, uh, in booking my trip. Which, by the way, my trip is booked now. Yay! And we decided to, after speaking with our uh, travel agent, to not wait for free dining. And instead to just go ahead and book the trip. And if free dining becomes a thing, then we can revisit it. But as of right now, we're going to go and just kind of pay our way through dining and just kind of not do a dining plan at all. Okay, so I spend quite a bit of time talking to Jeremy. I need to know how your travel... So you you got a Disney travel agent, I'm I'm guessing here. How did this yeah. person convince you not to not to wait for free dining? There are two things. First of all, the dates in question, the week after Thanksgiving that is normally uh free dining was blacked out last year. Uh so that doesn't bode well for it to uh come back up again this year. And second, Star Wars is coming to the parks and um, Galaxy's Edge opens in Hollywood Studios, which means there probably will not be slow times coming, which for anyone who doesn't know, free dining is historically a way to get people to come and stay at Disney, come to Disney during slow times. So usually the, you know, there's like a week where you can come in and get a free dining plan. It's usually the week after Thanksgiving. Um, and there's a couple other weeks throughout the year that, uh, are historically slow. 2019 does not look like it. There's going to be much slow time because of Galaxy's Edge opening and the, and the, you know, Skyliners. There's a lot of things that are coming to Walt Disney World that are going to bring people in. Now I said Skyliner and immediately I thought that was dumb. The Skyliner is not going to bring anybody in, but Galaxy's Edge is going to bring everybody in oh come on everybody is just waiting for that skyliner thing to open <laughs> i am booking as soon as i know that i can get on that skyliner so we i claire and i kind of did the math and it if we have to pay for the dining plan which is which was our sticking point the whole time it was always better for us if the dining plan was free to just do free dining because yes you pay slightly more for your hotel room but Overall, the ease of, you know, not having to worry about prices, not having to worry about anything and just leaving the worry of of dinner and lunch and stuff behind was was easy. When you have to pay for the dining plan, which for the one that gives you um for the one that gives you a table service and a quick service meal is about $800, which you know, is fine. It, that's that's not crazy, but w- as everybody who listens to the show knows, two of our major have-to-dos are California Grill and Le Cellier. And so there those, are four, four of your credits right. already down the drain. Both of those places, yes, take two credits. And so you end up with, instead of having six table service restaurants, you end up with four. Already, just flat out, if you're, or, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to eat at La Cellier and California Grill, which we are, you have four table service meals, which means that if you're going to have 
six table service meals, you're going to pay for two of those. And if you're going to have quick service meals for dinner, you're going to pay for two of those, you know, as well. You're paying for something. Right. So the way we figure it, it will be $1,000 with tipping and paying for the meals that we don't get because of the two credit restaurants that we eat at. We're looking at about $1,000 because you do have to tip on the dining plan. They do include what the total of the bill would have been so that you'll tip on that. So we think with tipping and replacing those lost meals, it'll be about a grand. And we can eat for six days, seven days, whatever, seven days for less than a grand. Now that that is going to mean that, you know, we don't get a dessert at every meal. But honestly, the only reason we were eating a dessert at every meal is because it was included, you know, with the free dining plan. So there's plenty of meals that dessert is completely unnecessary. Like California Girl gives you bread before the meal. That's good enough. You know, that's that's an appetizer in and of itself there. So we think that we will save money because we won't be paying the 800 up front. and. That, you know, the flexibility of, well, tonight, let's just go back to the hotel and order pizza at the, you know, lobby restaurant and just go watch TV and go to bed early tonight. Uh, that kind of flexibility will be good and will help us to eat cheaper. Nah, but you guys so- need to get some bus pizza, man. Get some bus pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I you can do bus, bus pizza. pizza. I, yeah. I wonder, is bus pizza still a better. thing? I don't know. I haven't heard about it since we talked about it. Yeah. I that could have very well been one of those many things that gets tested and, and is no longer. But if it is, bus pizza is the is the way you should go. So that that totally makes sense to me. I again, as I've run the numbers many times for myself and for others, it's really hard to to say the dining plan is worth paying for. Heck, there are even times where the the amount that the room goes up might not be worth the free dining plan but that said if the dining plan does pop up but it just doesn't pop up on that weekend are you guys still looking to be to to be flexible there and maybe flex to a weekend that had the dining plan if if it did pop up like say within a couple of weeks of that are you guys pretty fixed on this is the this is the week that we want to go if the dining plan pops up here we'll take it otherwise we're just gonna write it out well, so we're not we're not fixed on that week. Um, it would depend on how much the hotel, it, you know, how much more expensive the hotel is. At this point, we have locked in. We paid our deposit, and we're locked into our and the rate. Now, this is a year out. I find it hard to believe that in four months they announce free dining. If in four months they announce free dining, that you know, the hotel rate will go up from what it is in four months. And I find it hard to believe that um, it would it would be worth it at that point. Well, and if it's you know four what I months, mean? yeah, if it's four months from now, the hotel rate goes up, as does your, I, I'm assuming, did you include your tickets in your, uh, yes. so your tickets will have gone up as well, because that'll be after the, should be after the ticket increase, I would imagine. Right. So, so we're all the locked into cost goes. Yes. So I can't imagine that at that point it would be worth it. 
Um, especially, you know, considering because Galaxy's Edge throws everything that, you know, we've ever considered when when planning a trip out the window. That's that's such a huge a huge upgrade to that park and it and such a huge upgrade to Walt Disney World as a whole that really the there's nothing that we have, you know, considered in the past that we that we can still lean on because Galaxy's Edge like you know kind of like Pandora did um not not Galaxy's Edge is way more than that but um kind of like Pandora kind of threw out everyone's preconceived notions of Animal Kingdom Galaxy's Edge at least in a vacation planning you know aspect kind of throws out your preconceived notions of of Walt Disney World as a whole because that is like it's such a huge property to go into uh Hollywood Studios. Yeah, so it sounds it sounds like you're you're making the the best decision with the information that you have right now. So now you can begin buying those those gift cards, racking up all those fuel points and rocking that Brad lifestyle when it comes <laughs> to your your Disney vacation because hey, that's as good as a dining plan, man. If if it's already all on a gift card, it's it's already all paid for, which is really I think primarily what you're looking for with the dining plan anyway, to some extent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing that would be better is if we could load that gift card onto a magic band. Which you can do, kind of. <laughs> really? Yeah, if you, if you go to whatever restaurant and you pay with your magic band, you can then go pay off that bill at your resort using your gift cards. Oh. So you do have that option, but then you have to go visit the concierge uh, I forget how often you would have to do it. I, I figured it out last time and it was really just easier to hand the, the cast member, the, the gift card. Cause it's, it's exactly the same as if you handed them your credit card and that's not really that much less convenient than using your magic band anyway. So, right. Yeah. It was just, it would be the same. It would yes. not alter the experience at all. If we could just load that gift card on a magic band. Right. Except now the, servers is feeling a lot more confident that they will actually get a tip at the end of the meal, which makes right. them makes them feel a lot better. So, yeah. so yay, your, your trip is planned. I do not have a trip planned right now. I am sad, but whatever, Jeremy, good for <laughs> you, I guess. So yeah, we are booked in, uh, just to, just to be as thorough as possible. We are booked in pop century in a preferred room. Um, which the only reason that I did that was because it was only like a $50 total difference. And the preferred room says that we'll be closer to dining and the bus stop and all that stuff. So we figured for 50 bucks, if we're a hundred feet closer to transportation, I guess that's worth dining, the bus stop, the pool where all the kids are yelling all night long. (laughs) But I am excited. Um, I was looking at the uh, Disney World app the other day, and I do have the option to unlock door on my app. I, it doesn't do anything right now, obviously, but no, no, you should an, definitely, I you have... should definitely just be hitting that every day <laughs> in the hopes that some random person's door is unlocking. I do have an unlock door button, which is exciting to me. And this is the first trip that we're going to do the check-in process, you know, on the bus on the way there, which we, is awesome. We have never done that. I I never trusted it enough. I never felt confident enough to do it. But I think once we hit um, MCO, 
I'll go ahead and hit the start check-in button and let them text me, you know, my room details. I feel like you can do it even earlier than that. And that's, I, I've done it as early as they will let me. That's, that's when I start my, my check-in. One question I do have though, with the Skyliners, right? The, they're going to be over Hourglass Lake, which is exactly the opposite of where the where the main buildings are for the hotel, more or less, correct? Uh, I think so. I mean, you're you are asking a lot of my knowledge of the uh, of the layout of the All Star Resorts, which I have never stayed at, so. I I'm, think so. I'm, I'm 90% sure of these of these facts. So what that brings me to is where does the where does the preferred room go when you are essentially once one type of transportation is located at a completely opposite part of another type of transportation. You see what I'm saying? My guess would be that the preferred room being close to transportation is the bus and it will be the bus for for the foreseeable future because the bus is the flexible form of transportation the bus can take you anywhere the skyliner can take you to as of right now like one of four places so i would think that when they're advertising that it's close to transportation they're and and this also means that they don't have to change anything about uh, what preferred means, and I think that that you know that's something to consider. But I would think that that means you're closer to a bus, which is the most flexible form of transportation that can take you anywhere. They don't have to explain your preferred, but that means you're close to the gondolas, which means you can go to Hollywood Studios, you can go to Caribbean Beach, you can go to you know wherever these four or five different locations. You can go yeah. to all these. But if you want to go somewhere else, you have to walk, you know, half a mile to the bus stop to go to Magic Kingdom or to Animal Kingdom or, or anywhere like that. Well, in real time follow up, I did just double check everything and essentially they are opposite one another, but I forgot how those resorts are laid out and essentially the the main building to the hourglass lake there are two uh what resort build or two room buildings between those and then the room buildings spread out to the what north and south of of that main area so preferred could be close to closer to both of those by essentially being in that building that falls directly between the the main building and Hourglass Lake, as opposed mm. to say being extremely north of all of that, and then you have to walk down to the main area, and then either you know east or west to uh, to that area. So yeah, preferred preferred still definitely makes sense, and that was a waste of a conversation. I'm sorry <laughs> about that unnecessary detour. So, so what do we got next, Jeremy? There was, uh, I originally saw it in Japanese. Uh, someone I follow on Twitter posted Tokyo's version of this video. Was um, it TDR it Explorer? No, it was Cable Sasser. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Cable posted the, the Japanese version. Now it has since been uh, translated into English and uploaded to American YouTube, or uploaded to, I guess, American Disney's YouTube account. But, um, 
the there is a Beauty and the Beast attraction going in at Tokyo Disney, and oh my gosh, the an, the animatronics they're using are incredible. Like I had to watch this video three or four times before I I actually believed that what I was looking at was real and wasn't a uh, video of like here's what they're going to look like. Yes, here's here's here is an artist's rendering of what we expect right. these animatronics to look. I mean, it looks like a video game cutscene. These animatronics, and the the one that is most impressive, Belle is holding a a lantern, and the way that she moves and her head moves as she's looking around and and her blinks and everything, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like real life. It looks like Beauty and the Beast. It looks like a, an animated movie, which is what you want. Her movements are perfect. They're perfectly movie-like. Um, and I was just blown away. Now, and I've never been on Navi River Journey. I'll probably go, you know, when I'm in Disney. Um, but you've been on it. And from what you said about the, the shaman at the end of Navi River Journey, uh, it sounds like that was kind of the precursor to to maybe these kind of animatronics um just by you know fluidity of movement and stuff like that but i am super excited about you know getting some maybe new animatronics over in in disney world that are that are this technology well and i'm thinking that to some extent the the shaman is evidence of the the steps forward that we've taken but the other place that i feel like we've seen this is in the Frozen attraction, right? The the new animatronics they use there are, are much much smoother and are very reminiscent of the Shaman and the and the Beauty and the Beast one. The place where the new Beauty and the Beast attraction I think goes well beyond uh, Frozen for me is the faces, right? Because there's no, they're not. You don't have the glowing eyes and everything. You know these are. These are full audio animatronic with the with the eyes and everything. I don't like Frozen, the Frozen animatronic, and I don't like the uh, Seven Dwarfs on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train either. I don't like the video face. The video face, yes. I I okay. So that yeah, that aspect. Like I said, I feel like that is the big leap forward for this one is how smooth the faces are. I I think the rest of you know, especially Elsa there at the. You know, right before you start to go backwards, her arm movements and everything are are so fluid, and it's very similar to what you see in the in the shaman or or in Belle here. But yeah, the faces are to me the big win for this one, and what make it feel a lot more realistic and a lot, um, I guess in some ways less uncanny valley, and at the same time more. And I I no, you know what? I'm going to say overall less uncanny valley because it's not it's not attempting to be photorealistic. Right. right. I, I think that's the key is they have they have totally harnessed like what did the cartoon what did the animation look like? Yeah, what did and the that's, animation and that's what we're that's what we're look. going for. And right. that that to me is the big leap forward, honestly, more than the body is the face. The only thing that scares me about the about the bell thing, and I'm not saying that it's going to be bad, but I want to see it actually uh in context, right? is her it looks like she's actually moving from one side to the other and yeah. very possibly based on the 
based on what you see there, it's probably behind a wall or something else that's going to be blocking the the guest view of her. I just want to see her look realistic, you know, in, in that she's walking from one and not kind of gliding from one place to another. And I, yeah, and I definitely she think does they look can like do that. she's on rails in that video. Yeah, yeah, it felt a little glidey, but that's also not the that's also definitely not the final. Um, and I think they can I think they can get that that knocked out. But that that was the only thing that I saw in that video that was even kind of a a ding against it. And to to be where it is and everything being done and that to be the the thing that I look at and go, eh, that yeah, yeah is is a huge is a huge thing for it. And I just I love the way that we're seeing animatronics move forward. My question is, will we ever will you ever see an audio animatronic like Elsa, for example, will she ever be revamped with this new technology? And again, essentially for her, that would be her face, right? Transforms from video face into this. Will we see audio animatronics or uh, Ariel and the the Little Mermaid attraction? You know, will will they be revamped with this stuff, or will this only be in the the new attractions as they get built? I would think for both, like just to to use both of those uh, examples you just said, I would think with either of them you would need a complete replacement of the animatronic. There's no just oh yeah like, yeah this isn't rem- just a firmware upgrade or something or removing Elsa's head you know and putting on a better head. This would be a complete replacement of the animatronic for both of those. Which in that case, I mean, I I think no. Like I, I don't I don't foresee Disney saying it's worth the cost to make, you know, f- the Frozen attraction, which is already extremely popular and never has, you know, a short wait time. Uh, it's not worth it. It's not worth it's not worth the trouble. It's not worth the cost to, you know, go in there and, and replace it. So I agree that right now that is the case. But what about three years from now or five years? Will there be a time where they say, you know what, instead of paying to do a to do an entirely new attraction, would that maybe draw people back in the new and improved animatronics inside? I and no, that's the thing. Like, I don't know that it would, but regular people do not care about the animatronics. Regular people should care about the animatronics. I don't think regular people even realize that the it's video face. That when the power goes out on. Of uh, when the power goes out on the frozen attraction, Elsa no longer has a face at all. That is so disturbing. Why did you have to bring that up? <laughs> well, I just because I don't think people realize that. I think people see the animatronic and they just go, "Oh, look, it's Elsa." That they don't pay attention to the fact that it's video face because in the same thing goes for uh, Buzz Lightyear in Space Ranger Spin. He's got a video face. Now, and now I'm very disturbed, and at the same time, I really kind of want to be on the Frozen attraction when it 101s, and Elsa's arms are still moving, but her face it goes AWOL. Right. Well, and all of, the, all of the Seven Dwarfs on Seven Dwarfs Mind Train, they just don't have faces. If one of those projectors or whatever technology they're using goes out, they just don't have faces. They have a, they have a jaw that's moving, and like bulbous hyper reflective surfaces for eyes like it would be very strange to see those without power did we just come up with a really good way for 
um the the Halloween Disney thing to take a new turn. So they seven just, Dwarfs Mine Train after dark. Yeah, yeah. Just cut off their projectors and oh, that that no just shine a regular light at them. Yeah, that's gonna be some thanks. That's some nightmares for me tonight. And I don't. And and here's the thing. I don't doubt that if I look on the internet that there's not somebody who has um, pictures and or footage of them without their faces on. And ooh, uh, that disturbs. But yeah, I don't. I don't think that it's worth. I, I don't think it's worth it. I, they would probably get more out of turning Frozen back into Maelstrom than they would out of. And I mean, and when I say that, I don't mean actually Maelstrom, but turning Frozen into something else. Than they would replacing that animatronic. I just don't think that would pull anybody in. So the earliest that we would, I don't, I don't expect that we would see these animatronics anywhere in Star Wars. Do you? No. Okay. So I don't know. Is there anything? Everything, everything in Star Wars that's going to be animated is it's going to be droid, droids, right? A droid or an alien. And there's no preconce- There's no preconception about how a droid or an alien moves. You know, so if they they can cheat, they can totally cheat by just making all of the alien audio animatronics um, not move as much. And who's to say, oh, you know, that's not how that kind of alien talks. Star Wars nerds. That's who says that's not how they move or and or talk. Star <laughs> well, Wars. Disney nerds. owns it now. Disney just won't. They they would just make new aliens. They'll just they'll just retcon the 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 really weird clunky robotic moving aliens. Yeah, yeah. you guys know those guys. They're awesome. They and, learned what they know from watching you know people do the robot. Oh, and and droids are really the best for them because that is uh, we can use three or four versions back of audio animatronic in fact the smoother the animatronic is the worse it is for a droid essentially Mm -hmm. you you want the you want the lower end so maybe i mean just because we haven't seen anything other than artist renderings there might be something in runaway railway that might use some form of this technology yeah i don't know i'll be interested that'll be open too when i go so i am i am very excited to be able to ride that you are Um, you are picking a good time you're picking a good time to visit yeah and that that was part of the thing was like going at the end of 2019 pretty much everything that we're that is we're waiting on to open is open at that point it's still if, if if it hadn't been three or at that point it'll have been four years since i've been if it hadn't been that long, I probably would have pushed to 2020. But also, um, if we push that far, we may be getting into second child territory. And we feel like 2019 is is a pretty good time to go uh, while we still have one child and we're only planning on having one child for that time. Um, it's a good time for us to go and, and just kind of do that so yeah i think this is pretty ideal uh time wise although oh, everything's also, still gonna be a little to book new that space restaurant is that gonna be open too i would i i don't know i mean everything else is there so why wouldn't why wouldn't that be done too you know yeah i, don't yeah. Know. You, I, I got, would definitely you have go. so many you have so many things that you're gonna have to fit in i think you need to add a second week that's the, mm. that's the only way to make this work just just tell Claire, I'm sorry, but for the good of 
the podcast, we we have to stay two weeks. And, and let your and let your daughter know. I'm sorry, but Daddy and Mommy have to leave for two weeks for the good of the podcast, for the good of the people. So to break the fourth wall, um, to our listeners, please send us your money. Give me, I, I need something, something to tell my wife. The podcast is why we need to stay another week. So send us your money uh, and help me pay for two weeks at Disney uh, and help me to reassure my wife that we won't be living under a bridge after our two week <laughs> Disney trip. Hi, three people who are still listening. Yeah. I think that'll do it for this week's podcast. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. <laughs>